Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for seminal headlines featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, managing editor Ira Chofel, and senior writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The seminal headlines underway. Great to be with you as always. Ira's here, Corey, in Atlanta. Here you and you guys are listening. We do appreciate it. We also appreciate our friends at Register Sausage. Yay, Sausage. How are you, boys? I'm good. I wish the uh, maybe in the intro the guy could say it starts right effing now. Just like kind of give us like a little, little, little extra juice. something. Or mm. you can bleep it out and you can say the real thing. Corey, you Yeah, don't even that? have to say effing. Yeah. Say the real word. Oh, well, yeah. I'm sure they'd love that. <laughs> the FCC, the fine folks in Tallahassee. They're not listening. I would, uh, we could do a little bleepy poo or something like that. It'll be all right. But uh, registers, uh, sausage.com, right? Ben would be cool with it. Ben, ben would be. Uh, lots of people would be, but yeah. there'd be a whole other contingent that's like, dude, <laughs> what, what are we doing here? What, what, what has happened? Got my kid's in the car. Yeah. yeah. It's registersmeats.com. Is it not? I, Roger, just, Jeff just screwed reg- that up. Just registermeats.com. Oh, we both screwed it up. Sorry. That's all right. But people will find it. They'll figure it out. They're industrious. The headliners aren't going to give up. They're not going to type in a URL no. No, they're gonna buy, off by a letter and just go home. They, they want their registered sausage. They're going to order it from registermeats.com, or they'll go in the local grocery store. And we actually got a tip. I th- uh, One of the responses. Yeah, I saw this. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, go to Do the, the uh, deli people. Yeah, yeah. during the, uh, one of the responses to the question on Twitter, this is, this is a guy who has experienced as a uh, deli or meat manager in a supermarket said when you go to your local grocery store, if they don't have registered sausage, don't go deal with the manager, the regular manager, the bureaucrat that's running the store. Yeah, smart. Go to the meat manager and, and explain to him, yeah. look for Corey. If Corey's in the store, you know, he's, he's, he's that was my nickname in college. <laughs> the meat manager. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, go, go to them and explain to them, you want registered sausage. It's the best sausage. In fact, you, you might want to suggest they take the other ones out. But if you don't want to go that far, just say you want your registered sausage. They got the andouille, which is the proper pronunciation, right? Somebody mentioned that Timmy said they had registered sausage this morning. That's what we're talking about, Timmy. We're killing it early in the uh, chat here, early on. But but if you don't live in the southeast, you can have it delivered. Registermeats.com. They'll ship it to you. It'll come fresh and delicious. You will not regret it. Boys, tonight, I've waited for this moment. The Platinum Bohica is on the line. I've been covering Florida State athletics for 23 years, and uh, I've never been able to celebrate over an arch rival a platinum bohica. 
and yet it could happen. And, Corey, I will say this. Two weeks ago, we wouldn't even really bring this up because there was no chance that the Bohica right. could be realized. But they're starting, to, they're starting to come together. They're starting to play like a team. They're bothering to defend. They got the guys back. Confidence is growing. You never know at the TLC Double C tonight with something on the line like this, the opportunity to bring home the Platinum Bohica. We could celebrate tonight. This could be a moment. This could be a moment for Seminole Headlines, for Warchant.com, for the Jeff Cameron Show, and Knowles everywhere to really mark on the calendar. Where were you when the Platinum Bohica was realized? Here's what I want to happen. I want somebody to ask Leonard about it in the press conference. And Leonard goes, what's a Bohica? That's going to happen. <laughs> and then the even... person has to explain what the acronym is. And then that's the end of the press conference. I like that uh, Noldaz77 in the chat said that registers needs to make the Bohica the promo code if they beat Miami tonight, which Ben he, might actually ben would do. do that. He would do that. Yes. I'm not sure that his advisors would tell him that's a great idea, but Ben's, you know, he's down with the people. Yeah, I think it could happen. Now, you have to be delicate. Unfortunately, while we all revel in the accomplishment of a platinum Bohica, it cannot be asked of the coaching staff their thoughts on right. said accomplishment. <laughs> it's just not something sure. we can do. Uh, I wish one of you two excellent writers would somehow work it into the game story. Maybe like every uh, yeah. the first letter of every sentence yes. will start with the yes. letters. Yes, like it a out. yearbook post or something Corey, like that. you work on that, all right? I will. I just, I'm trying to think of a letter like O. O and I are going to be the hard ones. Like, because then I'm, a, if it's a game story, how do you start a sentence with how about, I? How about your column, your post-game column? Oh, there you go. I, you I can, can make anything I, happen. I, the like, whole thing could just be, be Bohica, 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 <laughs> all the way down. Yeah. I can do that. So, you know, just somehow one of you two, my dear friends and great writers, somehow work in the Platinum Bohica. I've wanted this for all the years that I've been on the air. It would, you know, if it you would could, be something. If you could get Platinum Bohica in your oh. first, whatever, however many, <laughs> that would be... That's doing that's the whole column. Jeff that's, might that's, Jeff might kiss well, that's you. Fourteen <laughs> paragraphs. I think uh, you know. And the thing is, it's not just about tonight. It's about you know tr MJ Walker hitting a tying three down there yes. the year of COVID. Yep. It's Raquan Evans stepping up and burying two clutch free throws last yes, year. Yes, it is. It's about them blowing a almost blowing a twenty-five point halftime lead down there last year, but getting that stop. There's so many guys that came before it to make this a reality. I just don't want the players on the team tonight to feel that pressure, that weight of Scotty Barnes watching them. Vassell, Patrick Williams, Forrest, MJ, all those got Raekwon Gray, all the Raekwons are going to be tuned in tonight to see if they get that 10th in a row. And that could be a little extra weight. So well said, Corey. You've Thank got you. to acknowledge what made the Bohica possible. Right. How we could arrive at this place where we could be embracing the Platinum Bohica. There have been so many different kinds of heartbreaks for Miami during this 10-game stretch. Yeah. There were some blowouts, sure. There were yeah. some games where it looked like Miami didn't belong on the court. That's true for sure. State. Yeah. But some of these other games, like the one Corey mentioned last year where they're down 20, they make they make this furious comeback and still lose. Yeah. Think about yeah. all. They lose yeah. on free throws with 0.8 seconds left last year to Raekwon Evans. Yeah. I wonder if I should reach out to the guys like Terrence Mann. The Clippers play a big game tonight against the Lakers. I wonder, and he'll know the result. He'll know the result as to whether or not the Knowles were able to garner the Platinum Bohica over Miami before he takes the floor against LeBron and the Lakers. Do you think he'll be buoyed to know? Like, should I text him and be yes. like, Terrence, the, 
it the, happened. The best would be if one of those guys has a big night tonight, and they bring him on like NBA on and TNT. And he mentions it. And they're like, well, you know, just talk about the game you had tonight. You know, you just poured in 24 points, whatever. <laughs> yeah, man, but we won the Bohica, guys. That's platinum. the most important thing. Yeah, it was a platinum. Not just a standard Bohica. And then what's Ernie, after Ernie, platinum? Like, what's the 20 in a row? What is that? I've is never, that paper? I mean, what are we doing here? Nobody's going to beat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's over. nobody else ever able to win it again. Like, at that point, if you get 20 in a row, it's retired. That is the end of it. And by the way. What's crazy when you think about it, it going uh, pivoting to football a little bit is a bad football memory. But how close they were in 2017 to getting to, I think that would have been eight in a row, right? And I and they was, gave up that stupid touchdown with mm-hmm. 10 seconds left. That's where it all started. If they win that game, it's eight in a row. Who knows? And then, you know, who knows what's going on? That was the original. You at least would have gotten eight in a row over Miami. I was. Now that, I have to admit. I would have reveled and celebrated more in the Platinum Bohica with the football team more than of I course. would the basketball yeah. team. I, that, that, I dreamt of that, thought it possible. It is, as Ira has written numerous times, these rivalries are rivalries of streaks where six in a row, seven in a row happen sometimes. Uh, but, but none of us, I mean, we've been longing for the Platinum Bohica in football. I don't, I don't know that I hold out hope in my lifetime that that's ever going to happen. Uh, and also, guys, just so the people in the chat and those wondering, um, you, you cannot have a Platinum Bohica over programs that do not matter and cannot compete. So, for example. Was it like North Carolina and Clemson? Right. Like Clemson went like a million years? Yeah. And we've beaten Duke every time we've ever played them in football. I mean, we've had a double Platinum Bohica. We've done everything you yeah. could possibly do to Duke. Uh, it's absolutely cruel and unusual. But whereas Miami has a, a, a distinct rivalry with Duke. So they go back and forth, those two programs, yeah, Miami yeah, and Duke. Yeah, it goes back and forth, right. Mostly Duke. Mostly Duke winning. Yeah, Duke's kind of uh, had the upper hand here lately. Zyler and Tom Harwood in the uh, chat. I think they're, they're, they're establishing some criteria. It looks like 20 is the double platinum Bohica. 25 is the diamond Bohica. And I think Ooh, those are uh, the with them. diamond Bohica. Woo. Yeah, that's, that's good. That, imagine getting there. Diamond encrusted. I don't think we could. Did Florida have that over Kentucky in football? Did they have a diamond Bohica? Now, yeah, but again, I, again, it's the same thing, yeah, Kentucky football. Yeah, you can't use it. Kentucky football. It's rare in a rivalry. It's this rare. This is rare area. 25 in a row against anybody. You can play Marshall in football 25 straight They're times. It doesn't seem likely you're going to win all th- of those. Somebody's going to roll over to Larinaga, the <laughs> old folks' home. Jim, I got bad news for you. Yeah. They, they just lost to the Knowles again. 25 straight. It's the yeah. Diamond Bohica, Jim. You were a part it of be, a could lot be Leonard rolling over to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyhow, that's all the line could, tonight. It's not that long, though, because it's there. This is only four years. I mean, you play each other twice a year, sometimes three times a year if you yeah. play them in the tournament, the conference yeah. tournament. Larry Nagas so, been on the wrong end of many of hmm, these moments. Sure has. I mean, all, is it all 10 of the Bohicas? Yeah, he's been there at yeah, least oh, four yeah. years. He's yeah. been there forever. Jesus, Jim. Hmm. I mean, for as much as they laud the work he's done down in Miami, if you're a Kane, you've got to look at him with a jaundice eye. He went if w- on the wrong end of a platinum Bohica. Went to the Elite Eight last year, but <laughs> lost two of these games. To Florida State. <laughs> he could go to the Elite right. Eight one year and then next year get fired for giving up the Bohica. Think about Miami fans coming into this game have to be like, that's right. Florida State swept us last year, and they were terrible. Yeah. Like, Florida State was awful Worst last Florida year. State team in – Years. years, yeah. So they kept the dream alive too. So, like Corey said, we've got to acknowledge those that dug deep, found a way to keep this streak alive, so that tonight's matchup is even a possibility. 
I woke up a little bit earlier than I normally do today, guys. A little pep in my step knowing that this was on the line tonight. Remember when uh, Wake Forest won the game here in the 30 and nothing game, and they, like, took off their undershirts, said, like, conquered or something like that, I think is what it said. Brutal, yes. What if they took off their shirts tonight, the jerseys tonight, and it just said Bohica? Bohica, platinum. Platinum, Bohica. Platinum on the front, Bohica on the back. We should, we should, if we can get those printed this afternoon. Tom wanted – so back when we thought this was a possibility, and we'll move on from this, but what Tom wanted me to do was present the Platinum Bohica to Miami. And I said, I'm not going to jail for this bit. <laughs> I'm not going right. to jail because we had a whole idea of what it would look like, guys. And obviously it would not – it <laughs> wouldn't be appropriate for me to walk over to Laranega with the possibility and hand him a trophy? of hold it, holding the platinum boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. He would be like, who is this lunatic uh, yeah. that has come down onto the floor to hand me this? But Larenig is cooler than, cooler than Coach K. Like, I don't think he's running for the exits. No, he's not Like scared. Coach K when the students oh, step yeah. on the oh floor. Oh, my God. They're going <laughs> to hurt me. Yeah. By uh, the way, apparently the student section is sold out tonight. Big time. Um, for the game. So that's, I mean, you know, uh, and, and we know why. The, the students haven't really been showing up in great numbers and droves uh, this year, and there's pretty good reason why. But it's good to know it'll actually be a home court advantage. Now, they have the worst seats in the building because that's what Florida State does. But still, the the, the students will be there behind the basket, one of the baskets. Uh, that's, that's good news. That should make it a little harder maybe. And, uh, you know, helps you realize this dream that Jeff has had. <laughs> Oh, since he was a wee boy. Well, yo, yo, long, long time. And we'll see. We'll see if it happens tonight. I don't know, guys. I mean, Miami's a good basketball team. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not make any assumptions here. Going to have to dig yeah. deep once again. Just don't even make this a possibility. Don't count your Bohicas <laughs> before they had. I've always said that. The, I looked at their notes today accidentally. I clicked on the wrong link. And they have four guys, Miami does, whose career high is 30 points or more, including three guys that have scored 35 points in a college basketball game. Just throwing that out there. They're a pretty get, talented group. I'm going to get shut the hell down tonight, baby. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's, that's right, son. <laughs> that's what's going to happen yeah, they're tonight. A, they're a weird team. They have, uh, they've got some really nice wins. They have a much better record over the course of the season. Sure. Uh, they haven't been as good on the road like most teams. They're, uh, you know, I think they're undefeated. They're 11-0 at home. I think 4-4 four and four away from home. So it's not mm. like they're the same team necessarily when you get them at home. So that's a good thing for Florida State. They also have lost a couple of close games recently. Uh, I, you know, and, and it's a new team. This is not the same team they had last year that went to the Elite Eight. They lost. They do have some guys back, uh, but they have a lot of guys. They had a lot of turnover. They brought in some more transfers as well. So it's a it's not exactly um, the same team, but I like the fact that Florida State has this – is, this is closer to what Florida State should have had this year. Mm-hmm. You still don't have Ganey, but – and you, you lost Cameron, Flet- Cameron Fletcher during the year, but you – this is close with Bob and Miller. This is more like what a Florida State team looks like. So you feel good about that part of it. Yeah, and they yeah, those were two good wins. Yeah. they had last week. Well, the after, second one's after a, I, second one's a really good win. The first win. Yeah, the first one though, just going on the road and being up thirty-two to yeah. eight. I, you know, against a yeah, not a desperate team. They clearly didn't care to play, but still, like that's not easy to do. A comfortable yeah. win on the road, and then kind of you know took over the game late. And against a good team. That was yeah. – uh, th- both those wins kind of came out of nowhere, I thought. Got to give Steven credit in the chat as we go to break and, and move forward with the show. Uh, he wanted to know if our wood guy, quote-unquote, could make us a platinum. He could have in the studio. Does he work with platinum? Thanks, Ken. I, I don't <laughs> think he works with platinum, but, you know, you never know. Uh, it's, it's talking about Ken the Carver. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, 
I wouldn't be surprised if he came up with something to celebrate the achievement if it yeah. happened, but I don't know be if it would be careful with a, that, kid. Yeah. Uh, we do have to be able to present it. <laughs> We're not putting it on the wall uh, if it's I mean, not tastefully yeah, done. Yeah, as much as you can tastefully make a Platinum Bohica uh, award or plaque, uh, effort to do so, and we will. We've got the others up. Yeah. It looks good in the studio. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Outside of basketball, gentlemen, uh, good news again abounds for Florida State. That's all there is these days. We were talking about this. It is a steady flow of good news, which is that uh, Junior Day looks different these days. There's better players, better prospects, better caliber athletes that are interested in perhaps attending Florida State. These things coincide with winning. We know that, but it's just nice to see them on campus celebrating Florida State's success. Yeah, it's, you know, they've had now two of them. They had one the first week of uh, January, and then the, they had one this past weekend. And the first one was a little smaller. This past one, I think they had over 50 kids and uh, 50 young men. And, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a different level of player that they're bringing in recruiting now. And now, you know, they have to – have another good season to probably land some sure. of those guys. But now you're, you're in the mix now with, with players, you know, that, that are, I mean, they have guys that are committed. To, I think a couple of guys were committed to Georgia yeah. came here on visits this weekend. The uh, tight end that was originally yes. committed to Florida state, then committed to Georgia. We understand that, but then came back to visit and said he would be back again. So he knows Florida state's not going to give up and he's now kind of at least mildly interested. Yeah, so it's just and, – and, you know, even talking to the players, we've been doing these interviews the last couple of weeks, these uh, – the newcomers. We had some today, and we had uh, several last week. Um, you know, you look at the Jaheim Bells and, and some of these guys they're bringing in, and you realize Florida State already br- is bringing back – you know, we talked about this last night on the Smash, Tom and I. When you look at this offense in particular, and I think the defense is a focus because it needs to get better. But when you look at the offense in particular, you're bringing back almost everybody except a, a couple of offensive linemen. 
And then, and, and you know, Trayshawn Ward left and, you know, a couple other role players left. But you're bringing back everybody else, and then you're bringing in some elite talent to join them. I don't know, man. You start kind of getting excited about what this offense could be. It, it was really good last year. But how much better could it be with, with improved talent, at, at particularly tight end? Well, they averaged what they averaged like 36 a game last year, something like that. 36, 37. I, again, I bring up the fact that I would like them to go even a little quicker. They, they should be one of the top five or 10 offenses in the United States, considering, like you said, what they did last year. I mean, they were putting up 40 on everyone at the end of the year, Put should have put up, put up close to 40 against Clemson. If they convert a fourth down near the red zone uh, or near the goal line. Um, and uh, so, and then you're bringing Jeremiah Byers and Morlock and Jaheim Bell in, you're, you're better at tight end. You might be better on the offensive line. We don't know. You're going to be probably as good. Your quarterback, everybody else should be even better because they're a year older and, and a year longer in the system. You're looking at, what, 40 points a game? Like, that's a realistic goal and maybe a probable goal with the way they played to finish last season. But I feel like I, the, the one thing that I didn't like is, like, the Wake Forest game. They I think they had four possessions in the first half, something like that. Like, I just think when you have this good offense, maybe you do – speed it up just a little bit to make sure you get one extra possession a half. It depends on if your defense is getting stops or not, because I think they're going to want to play complimentary sure. football to a varying degree. They weren't getting stops and they couldn't move the ball. It was frustrating. That was part of that three game stretch where we all look back and go, man, they weren't quite realized yet. They were something different after that. Now, part of that was they got better, learned from their mistakes, played to their strengths, but also they rest of the schedule was pretty weak until they got to that Ford offense, which was a good offense and it moved the ball pretty easily on them. And then Oklahoma did as well. So it will be interesting to see how much better the defense is because I think they will, Corey, play faster, to your point, if there's more trust and there's evidence that that defense can get more stops against good offenses. Yeah, and I think the 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 – and we just wrote about it on the site. We talked about it yesterday on your show. The improvement they made on the defensive line, uh, you know, bringing in – I guess that's three transfers now, Daryl Jackson, Braden Fisk, Gilbert Edmond, who we spoke to today, a defensive end from uh, South Carolina. Along Where else could he be from, Ira? They're all from South yeah, Carolina, buddy. We don't yeah. even have to say it anymore. That pipeline, that tried and true <laughs> pipeline from Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, but, you know, the improvement they've made there, along with the guys you're bringing back, you, your two best defensive linemen, two guys that, uh, you know, six months ago we thought were both going to be in the NFL at this point or preparing for the NFL at this point, Jared Verse and Fabian Lovett both decided to come back. Then you add them with these new pieces with some of the younger linemen we like. That's going to be the biggest difference. I know there's a lot of questions about, okay, who's going to start in the secondary this year with Jamie leaving and who's going to start at, you know, are, are they going to make an improvement at linebacker? But it all starts up front. We, we know that. We see that in every college football team that's successful. You have to be great up front. And I think they're, they've got a chance to be better than what we saw last year, especially because they just held so many injuries last season. Yeah. Think about what their defensive line was against Louisville. Uh, I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, but I'm trying, gang. Louisville, Louisville, I, I don't know. Louisville. It's Kentucky. Louisville. Louisville. That's yeah. where they make the log of a Louisville. Is, it, is that Louisville? Is that a Louisville bourbon? Exactly. Um, it's not. But uh, Fabian Lovett didn't play. Uh, Jared Verse got hurt very early in that game. Patrick Payton's getting his first real reps. Joshua Farmer's playing a ton. And Malcolm Ray is Malcolm Ray. Derek McClendon is Derek McClendon. They're solid college football players, but they're not special. I think we can agree on that. But they're they're good enough. They're good enough to be in a rotation. And now you juxtapose that with who you're starting against LSU. You, you Daryl Jackson might be a second teamer. Like Daryl Jackson would have been your start a starter, I think, last year, especially with Cooper being hurt for most of the year. Now you got Fisk, Lovett, 
Daryl Jackson, Patrick Payton's a year older. Jared Verse might be the best defensive end in the country. Derek McClendon is serviceable. And then you have these younger guys coming up that might be pretty darn Briggs good. We'll either. see. That just, yeah, Dennis Briggs. The well. defensive Briggs. line might be like legitimately very, very good. And last year, I think on the whole, even though it had a couple of big names, Fabian didn't play most of the season, it was at best average. And now your defensive line is going to be probably pretty darn good. That's a huge deal. Yeah, and I was making that point last year. I'm like, man, compared to the elite teams, the ones that you're trying to catch and surpass and be better than, Florida State's defensive line was not in the ballpark. They were not a Georgia or you know any of the best defensive lines we saw. Uh, but they have a chance to be closer to that this upcoming year. I think that is absolutely true, uh, and I'm excited about it because of what it can do for those linebackers. Uh, and I do think they've upgraded their ability to let guys play all out. The practice, the intensity, the reps, everything changes now that there's real competition and a depth of talent that they haven't had without question. This could be a much better defense. Well, it has to be, though, because there's a lot of pressure on that side of the ball as you're striving to try to win championships. Yeah, if you're only good on offense, no matter how good you are on offense, you're always going to be going down to the wire. The, the thing I'd say, though, about what you know, Corey mentioned the Louisville game, not only was Josh Farmer thrown into a big role, but it was really the first time he had been thrown into a big role. And Adam Fuller made the comment a few times later, which I appreciated him saying, because when we watched that game, I remember watching that game thinking, this is not the guy we expected to see. Like, we've all been waiting for Josh Farmer to get an opportunity yeah, like this, yeah. and this isn't what we expected. And Adam Fuller said two or three times later in the year, that when we put him out there against Louisville, we were like, who is this? Like, he wasn't himself. Like, he he didn't play the way he had practiced. He he was kind of overwhelmed, overwhelmed yeah. by the situation. So now you, again, he's much better than he looked in that game. Not only did you not have some of your best players, but the guys who were thrust into action didn't rise to that moment the way they did later in the year. So, yeah, I just think the linebackers, I'm curious what you guys think. I, I talked about uh, to Tom about this a little bit uh, during the smash. How much better might these linebackers be if that defensive front is this much better? Yeah, they're clean. They have a chance to to run sideline to sideline and play clean. And and we know Tatum Bethune has very good instincts. His tackle numbers tell you that. Uh, He triggers. He's not a special athlete at the position. Uh, But obviously, all linebackers are a lot better when they're not having to deal with guys getting to the second level. And I think he's good enough to have a, a much better season if he's cleaner uh, I think that's true of Deloach. I think, hell, let's see what the freshman is. He's got the body type to be a really good player pretty early in his career, I think. He's a two-way player, Nicholson. Let's see if he can get on the field and provide meaningful reps. You're not going to put the onus on him to be the leader of that linebacking core in his freshman season. But I do think he's built a little different and has a chance to play some meaningful snaps for you so you can have some depth there quality depth at that. And if all those guys, every one of those linebackers will tell you if they have an opportunity to run free, all they have to do is diagnose and they get to the spot. Um, you know, they're physical enough to make those plays. And they're not special at linebacker, and they won't be even if that defensive line's better. But could they be uh, appreciably better where we're all noticing that they make more plays? Hell yes, with a better defensive line, yes. And there's a chance maybe, again, we don't know what Braden Fisk is. We just know everybody wanted him. Uh, he might be awesome. He might be a monster. Uh, there's a chance they're special on the defensive line if they stay healthy. If Patrick Payton takes another leap to go along with your first-round pick on the other side, and then you have Fabian Lovett and Braden Fisk and Daryl Jackson and other guys in the middle, that's a chance to be a special defensive line. And if you're special at the defensive line and you're special at quarterback and just have a really good offense in general, you got a shot to do some things. 
But I wanted to say, like, when it go, comes back to the defensive line, I'm really interested in the development of Lions and Tafasi because there, I think there's real competition here, man. I think there's real competition to get on the field with Farmer, Tafasi, Lions, these younger guys, and these the older veteran guys. Um, you know, it's not going to be easy to get on the field, but it should raise their, as I used to say, I used to tell you this back in Thomasville, a rising tide lifts all boats. And I feel like if the whole defensive line is playing to this level and the only way you can get on the field is to get much, much better, that's only going to help those young guys play better because they see it. They're going to see it every day in practice what a good defensive tackle looks like. I picture Ira on the drive home after having dropped Corey off with that sage advice. Just repeatedly in his head, thinking about what that means, how it can help him in his life, you know, at the red re- light. Reflect know. on it all the time. All the time. This, this must have been a special moment. Were you at, like, Hardee's? What were you guys no, doing? I think, were you, I think we were at George and Louie's. Staple. I'm just yeah. wondering when you uttered it, where you guys – I bet Ira knows for sure. But I'm just saying, like, in that moment, wow. And then we couldn't have known it, but years later, iron sharpens iron. I mean, what are the odds that the same person would come up with both of those? It's uh, like, crazy. It's like, uh, I mean, probably George and Ringo would sit around talking about the things that Lennon and uh, McCartney came up with. They're just like, how do, how do they come up with those songs? And then we sit here and we get to listen to Corey Clark. Well, I always thought Corey, underneath your avatar on Twitter, should be one of those great original sayings of yours. Yeah, you know. That's, a, like that's that. a thought. That's a thought. I, I, I just wish, you know, looking in hindsight, uh, maybe copyright them. I don't know. It seems like they get used an awful lot without my permission, but whatever. People, I do, people I, willy-nilly say it all the time. Well, I do like when, when Corey makes the point to say that, either on Wake Up War Chan or one of our different venues, mm. and then someone in the comments will usually say, you know, you didn't come up with Iron Sharpens Iron, Corey. I love people who don't get sarcasm. Well, it's <laughs> awesome. Seminole it's Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV continues in a moment. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. It's a new year and a new you, so give yourself a fresh start with my bookie. Whether you bet to earn or to make the games more exciting, my bookie gives you the most for your money with their redesigned deposit bonus. Yes, that's right. Just use promo code WARCHANT on a deposit of $50 or more to receive a cash bonus instantly to your my bookie account. Using this bonus is simple. Bet your deposit amount just one time, and you're ready to cash out. There's no strings attached with my bookie. On the NFL, UFC, or play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly online blackjack tournaments. So many brands to choose from. You need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win, like my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Nailed it again, I'd guys. I'd like you to do that uh, next time without looking down. Yeah, just, just memorize off the it. dome. Just, just memorize, memorize it and read it. No, I'm not going to do that. Or how about oh, okay. two, la- two languages? Mm. Mm. Uh, we'd be here a while. I, I got you took very, Spanish in high school. I got very little in the way of the Spanish left. I'm 51 years old, Ira. Who's remembering all that Spanish, buddy? Yeah, too old. <laughs> you got life's too short, especially yeah. for you these days. Uh, hey, I was going to say before we get back to Florida State, I haven't gotten to talk about it, and I wanted you, you guys' opinion about the Cowboys' final play. It's awesome because. Now it was awesome. the The way it ended was awesome. Just the guy just making a free run at Elliott and knocking him over, just and then the kid catching an eight yard pass. I'm, that's it. I'm disappointed that nobody took a free run at, at the quarterback. Like that would have been the ultimate play. Like take out 
Zeke and take out Zach. Uh, yeah, both Zach. of them at the same time. Yeah. But uh, but I don't like when you when you watch all this nonsense. Throw it five yards and then lateral it back and forth for ten minutes. It inevitably ends up with a touchdown for the other team. I like what they were trying to do. Like they get they if you watch it, the linemen on each side are kind of slowly moving forward, and as soon as the first lateral happens, they're going to start rushing forward. And you got big dudes in front of you to at least maybe get a block or two. Oh yeah, I mean it's they're clearing the whole they're clearing the weight but, of the end zone. But uh, I mean, I, so why not put like ten pretty athletic dudes out there and make it more like a kick return? Because I'm tired of it. Football, all you coaches out there. And I know we got high school coaches and college coaches watching this. The throw it screen pass when you need to go 80 yards and think you're going to lateral it down the field 80 yards always ends horribly. It hasn't worked once. So try something else. I love that Dak was actually, well, he, so he throws the pass and the guy that's rushing the quarterback, he, he runs or he like sprints around him to come up. He was going to be one of the lateral options, which yeah. I think would have been fantastic. Dak and then Prescott. he's going to throw it to the other side of the field. Right. And then you got that wave of blockers out there. Mm-hmm. Like the best one that was ever done that I've seen recently. And I know people bring up the Dolphins against the Patriots that one time, but you also had Gronk playing safety and they, they weren't, they were in a Hail Mary defense. You have five 49ers standing 55 yards from the play that aren't moving until you get near them. So I like what Auburn did in the 13 championship game. That kind of worked, but still he had 60 yards to go against the track team. But let's not... I, if we're going to just not do Hail Marys anymore, I like that the Cowboys at least tried to do something. I'll, I'll give you that. And I'm not, you know, half, apparently if you judge by what ESPN does with their broadcast, and I'm sure Fox Sports too, half the world loves the Cowboys and half the world absolutely hates the Cowboys. That's why they, they have to be the focus of everything. So I'm, and I'm not one. I don't really care one, you way, care or one way or the other. Yeah. I just did love the way first you get the receiver that just nonchalance his way out of the end, out of the sideline without getting two feet down. I would no How cavalier no def- is my man. With no like- defender within thirty <laughs> yards of him, that was classic. Then you end up, they end up having to like do this play from their own twenty when they they should have been up Somewhere near, near mid very range. Yeah, and then I love San Francisco calling the timeout. Like I don't even think they were working on anything. They're just like, let's just enjoy this moment. Let's yeah. just enjoy let's Dallas's ineptitude. Yeah, what we've seen over these last thirty seconds. So apparently they ran a very similar play a year ago. Oh, okay. Any in success? that same situation with zero success. Yes, in the same situation. Um, what I like is that they saw that Elliott was going to be the center. They called timeout they and told their the linebacker, "Hey, just run his just ass go over. knock him over." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was just like. Like he didn't know he was eligible to be hit. Yeah. Like in flag yeah. football, like you're not allowed to hit me. Like what? What? What do you? He just walked up and knocked on his ass. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't defend himself. <laughs> and Elliot's a big dude. Yes. That's why I was like, get yeah. your base, man. He what did, you never doing? expected they were going to run him yeah, over. Yeah, just run him over. And the poor guy that catches <laughs> it gets hit simultaneous. It's like catch, bam. And There's the best no thing about game over. And the best thing about that moment from a let's all laugh at them together was the fact that it wasn't during the regular season. So everybody's watching this game, this moment. The game's still somewhat – there's a lot of embarrassing moments that happen that people don't all see it live. Right. But everybody saw this live, and everybody went to Twitter, and it was just – it was that was a pretty funny 20 minutes. I know the situation is, is tough to negotiate because of the power the man holds, but at some point you would think somebody that cares for Jerry Jones – would pull him aside and say, "We got to get out from view of the camera." No, no, we're we're doing Ooh. a we're doing an interview we're media scrum right interviews. after the game. I don't need you all up in the box like omnipresent every time the camera pans your way, Jerry. Things are looking rough. The darkness is creeping upon you. 
We're going to have to, like, let's just protect you a little bit here. And it was such a, I didn't see his whole interview, but he starts off by saying he's not going to let this game define how he views the coaching staff. But then he says, but this is sickening. <laughs> oh. This, this, this performance was sickening. And, and then like, the guy uh, tries to follow it up and he goes, just sick. Just, just sick. sick. Just say, I'm about to throw up. Just I'm sick. about to throw up. Come on, man. You knew that was going to happen. There was nobody realistically looking at that going, yeah, they're going to go cruise into the Super Bowl. They wouldn't have won if they had won that game. They were, that I was, was the end of the line. I thought you guys were going to beat them just by showing up and not choking. <laughs> yeah, but that, but that didn't happen. And also, like, I don't ever watch – I don't watch game day very much either, but I certainly don't watch NFL pregame shows. But there's no – you can't convince me anybody finds that enjoyable. You've got seven dudes – standing next to each other, saying one sentence each, laughing at nothing, literally laughing at nothing. Terry Bradshaw and Jimmy Johnson, I, what 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 are they adding yeah, at all? It's, yeah, it's like, why not just there. have three people up there actually breaking down the game instead of putting on a whole starting 11 to just say one sentence each and laugh and guffaw at each other and then go to commercial? The uh, uncomfortable part is they're trying to fit Gronk into that along with Sean Payton, so you have seven. It's not normally seven. But that's absurd. Seven guys. Right. There's no way to have a conversation with seven people. Imagine if there were this four show more with people in here talking. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, what, what are so we much. doing? It's hard enough for the three of us. Now throw four more in. Well, no, I gotta say something. You gotta say. Oh, he's gonna say something. No, it's my turn. It's impossible. It's crazy. Yeah, I thought Sean Payton probably loved every minute of what happened this week and looking, you know, sitting back. I mean, he's he's going to be offered a job somewhere, and I'm sure that price has gone way up. But yeah, it's it's nuts. And at some point they <laughs> you could listen to and watch I don't know, 50 Gronk interviews in in the course of his career and all of them would tell you that that guy should never be there in the yeah. studio, right? Every one of them lets you know, "Oh, he he's not the ideal candidate, guys. He's only breaking it down like Tony Romo. He's not he's got zero idea. He's really <laughs> physically gifted, very very good, has no idea what he's talking about." Civil Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Seminal Headlines rolling on. We'll get to headliner questions in the second hour, by the way, boys, just as it seems to be every week. Uh, next week, we go in for Birch Orthodontics and uh, got it righted. We're all good. This is it. It's the final investment. I'm on the home stretch. <laughs> I'm on the home nice. stretch. Everything's gone well. I'm pleased. I celebrate. And soon we'll be celebrating their 20th anniversary and all that good stuff, too. We'll have sure. to tell more people about that. But uh, I'll be there on Thursday. If anybody wants to swing on by, Virtual Orthodontics will be Thanks. there. Thanks. Maybe we can go there and uh, hit hey. Horizons afterwards. I like it. The, the, uh, I think Corey just had us do a segment on the Cowboys. We need to turn that into the thumbnail so we can get some extra pops. Like we're, we're exactly. Yeah, like have a just picture. Just making fun of the Cowboys? Well, uh, I was going to say, too, just sticking with pro football real quick. Has there ever been a player that accomplished, I, I'm not trying to be rude, but so little at Florida State that has turned into almost basically a star like Josh Sweat? So I brought up Josh I mean, Sweat yesterday on the show. 
And he's really good, man. Yeah. He's a do- almost a dominant NFL football did player. You, right did now. you read the article in the Athletic? Have you guys read it yet? No. The new one? I think it's new. Somebody uh, somebody uh, shared it recently. Um, so it's fascinating. I mean, he's always been a really smart guy, an interesting guy. If you remember back in the day, and part of the things in this story was about how he used to make his own, build his own computers, and hey, always let a me different correct guy. You, Ira. We didn't know that at all until Josh so Sweat's pro day. Pro day, pro day is yes. when we found out because we didn't get well, to talk kn- to Josh Sweat a lot when he was here. But we knew he was smart. If you talked to him for two sure. minutes, you knew he was smart. On pro yes. day, we found out. Yeah. yeah, he used to build computers, but that's in the article. But he talks to some. Uh, some about his days at Florida State. And one of the things he says was, and one of the revelations for Corey and I and, and anybody else who was covering him at the time, he played his whole career here with that knee brace because he had had the devastating injury in high school. And then he shows up at Pro Day with no brace. And we were all like, yo, what's going on here? Like, mm-hmm. you you mm-hmm. had that brace for three, Forever, years, three yeah. years. And his, his agent said, basically, we had a conversation. We're like, look, man, you have to show your explosiveness. But he talked about how in in college he never felt like his job was to go get the quarterback. He literally felt like his job was more to set the edge and just do his job, which to me he feels like a failure in coaching. You think they might have screwed it up? They, they well, let, let I me, mean, let me just say this, my man. It should have been implicit that no, we want you to go get the quarterback, Josh, like um, you're doing in the NFL against these NFL offensive tackles. Do it here in college. Craig Yarbo can just stand there. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? And I love you, Craig. But My man went grief. in the fourth round, pick 130. He finished here in 2018. If you just say that out loud, you know the deal. You know what was going on at Florida State in 2018. And you know why that perhaps a player of his caliber was not showcased as well as he could have been. Well, I mean, yeah, going back to his the end of his career was the worst of Jimbo Fisher's tenure. It was the it was awful. It was yeah. And so there you were. You were at the end of all that. And so I I don't know. I mean I I'm happy for him. By the way, since we're bringing it up, I brought this up too. Naughty played great in the Kansas City game. Yeah. Had a sack. Yeah. Made two really big plays. Think about how much uh, Naughty how much success Naughty's had. He's won a Super yeah. Bowl. He's been a valued contributor to a team that is annually in contention to go back to the Super Bowl. So he's I mean, and and that's a guy that I mean, I think if you're a Florida State fan, you got to be really proud of because he's done a lot of cool things in the community. Right. He's a good dude. Yeah. And you, you you would definitely root for him if you watched the interviews. Now, like Corey said, we didn't get a ton of access back in those days, but not he was a guy that liked talking to the media. And when we talked to him, you could tell he had a big personality, but also was just really bright, like a really smart yeah. guy. Both those guys and real good. By the way, I wanted to get y'all's take on something. Who is the linebacker from Duluth that we talked to today, Ira? That's up on our site right now. Demarco Ward. Is it Demarco? Demarco Ward. So did you did you check? Did you notice like that he didn't call him Coach Norvell or Coach Shannon? He my man's calling him Mike and Randy. Then he would throw in last names sometimes. Yeah, like he's yeah. When I was talking to Mike and I was like, oh, he's going to correct himself and say Coach Norvell. He goes Mike Norvell. Like yeah, man, we know who you're you know who you're talking about. Because sometimes I get grief for not calling him Coach Norvell. Is there what? What do you think? Like I just thought it was funny, but it strikes your it strikes your ear different when you hear a player but, refer to a coach just with his first name. Only because it's Mike. Because this is what we've said: the players always call Jimbo Jimbo, and it yes, and correct. it felt yeah, normal. Right. And that's why I've always been like with Norvell. Mike seems I don't know. It's just it's such a generic name. It's, it's just like casual. I, yeah, and just for some reason. It doesn't feel the same as as Jimbo did in terms of you, if you're just going to use a first name. Do Clemson players call Dabo Dabo? Probably. 
I've think. never heard them say Dabo does this. They probably have <laughs> nicknames for him. I, I, yeah, they, clown should be one of them. But I don't think I've, I've ever heard him. Any of their players should say, "Well, Dabo told me the other day." I've never heard them say I, that. Do you think Georgia guys say Coach Smart or Coach or say Kirby? I think there's a lot of those guys that probably say Kirby. I wonder if it's like Kirby kind of lent itself. I'm to saying Kirby. it is yeah, the it name. Is. If yeah. I'm yeah. saying that's my yeah. point, yeah. Jimbo. Because it's fun worked. to say Kirby. Right. It's fun to say Jimbo. It's not. I mean, I can guarantee you, there's not. There aren't many like Alabama defensive ends saying Nick, Nick. I got a question no, to no, ask. Nobody is saying but, Nick. Yeah, but it's Nick. If like that's Kurt, what I'm if he had a cool name like Norby, <laughs> if he was Norby Saban, they would all call him Norby. I think that's <laughs> what it is. I think that's the issue is because Mike and, and Nick are so generic. Jimbo and Kirby, you know exactly who you're talking about when you just say Mike. It's like I don't know. Plus, the Florida State fan base has come up with so many different Mikes. There's Money Mike, Memphis Mike. There's some Mid Mikes. Uh, there's been a lot of different mics. Mike's got uh, a brand, by the way, and I've watched it play out within my friend group. So many of my friends now have the hoodie. Oh, everybody loves the hoodie. Uh, Mike has sold more of those hoodies than than Nike could have ever <laughs> dreamt of, man. He ought to get it. Well, he didn't need any more money, but I'm just saying. And Stephanie says, uh, and I'm sure you guys will agree with this, that he is extremely attractive. I've uh, never Mike thought Morgan. about it, but uh, honestly, uh, it's awesome that Stephanie does. <laughs> So we, one time, I'm her, call, her friends I'm were in town. I'm going to call a timeout and, like the 49ers so we can all just sit here and soak this up. Hey, I'm fine, man. I'm secure with this. Oh, I know. Is that we were, seconds or we minutes, were, uh, Director Matthew? Minutes. Yeah, don't be rude. Don't be rude. But we were at the, uh, we were at the, uh, when they get off the bus, whatever that thing is called before the game. I was there the one time. Legacy the, the walk. walk. Legacy the walk. The legacy walk. And he got off the bus right in front of Stephanie and I and her friends. Did you feel it move? And Stephanie basically swooned like it was a beetle. Like she almost fell into my arms. She's like, "Oh my gosh!" And then the woman next to us that wasn't with us is like, "He's incredibly handsome. He's almost striking." And I'm like, "All right, calm down, ladies. They're about to play Clemson. We we got to get our we got to get your we got to get your minds right." This is nuts. Where is Corey? <laughs> Calling another timeout. I don't. I, there's no. Why segue. did he become? He became the host when he when he goes to Atlanta. <laughs> He's two segments in a row. He's gone to NFL right off the <laughs> well, bat. I don't mind that he went to the NFL because we are in a downtime. It's not like a ton is going on. So you can't only break down the defensive line so much. That's fine, especially if it's a goofy play. I spent a good amount of time yesterday talking about how it's impossible for head coaches to be this bad at clock management for as long as they have been. And yeah. it's a pet peeve of all of ours. But it was on display again over the weekend in ways that just are staggering. I have a hot just take Just like on that. Norvell's handsomeness is always on display. Just staggering, Corey. You it's just staggering yeah, handsomeness. Yeah. You just spent 20 seconds trying to dig him out of whatever he has led us into. He brought it back. And then he's just like, no, let's go back. I want to go back. I want your theory. I think clock management seems, Genetics, I guess, right? He's probably had a good-looking dad it. and a good-looking mom. Uh, that's oh. the end of him. He's done. You can turn him off. I think clock management seems – it's one of those things in the world that seems so much easier from our couch. No, it is that easy. Being on the – Nope, it's that easy. I thought about it in games when I played. It's that easy. You know when the hell you're supposed to take a timeout. It's not hard. Then they're all idiots. They're all idiots. Okay. They're the smartest That's football coaches theory. in the world, right. and yet they panic. Somehow – how do you not have a guy? Because how do you not point... have a guy? You need one guy. I, <laughs> I'm not telling you the head coach isn't busy. One guy, one guy. Hey, coach, we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to do this. I do like that Rebecca said that her grandmother sends her Norvell picks multiple times. <laughs> Can she CC Corey at warchant.com? Oh, that's good. All right. I'm going to let them play music and turn everybody's mic off. We're leaving. Hour number.
number two headliner questions forthcoming. Stay with. 